Praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, those who have joined us via live stream. Thank you for the musicians, for the praise and the worship team, and for those who are here with us in the building. Um, I just truly count it an honor and a privilege to be with you on today, to be able to come into um, your living room, first of all, um, and, or, or a car or wherever it is, you're watching us via Facebook Live, go ahead on and share the video. Go ahead on and, and like it and put a heart on it and share it because you can help us to get the word out just by sharing the video. Uh, go to YouTube. You can go to our website. Um, it's all there. Um, we have many avenues that we're getting the word out and we are truly excited about what God is doing here in Open Altar Worship Center and the, and the, the technology that has uh, been just put in place for us to be able to come to you in such a time as this um, where there is social distancing and COVID is on the rise. And so we just praise and thank you for joining us via live stream. And then I thank God for everybody that's here in the building with me on today. Thank you. We love you for it. We praise you um, just for being here. Nothing like the ministry of presence. And if you look around and see that somebody that normally is here with us in the building, just say say their name out. Just, just say a prayer for them because you don't know what they may be going through during this time and during this season. Um, it's a tough season. I'm going to be honest with you. It is a tough, tough season. And so we are definitely, definitely praying for everyone, praying for those of you who are watching us live stream. We love you and we're praying for you that you would stay safe, that nothing would, would come upon you, no, no sickness would come nigh your dwelling, um, but that you would be in good health and that you would prosper even as your soul prospers. So we praise God for you. Let me, let's just open up a, with a word of prayer. Father, we praise you and we thank you for all that you have done. God, we are truly grateful. We're grateful, Father. We are grateful to you on today. We are grateful for all that you have done. We're grateful, Father, for all of the things that you have kept from us, God, that you knew that were not good for us or that you knew that would damage us. We're grateful, Father. We are grateful. We, we are so grateful. We are, are full of gratitude on today just because of your love for us. We are grateful. We are grateful because we are still yet in the land of the living. We are grateful. We are grateful, Father, because we can hear and we can smell and we can speak and we can move. Nobody wheeled us in or we're not in a wheelchair on today. We are grateful, Father. We're grateful. We're grateful. We're grateful. If you don't do another thing, Father, we are grateful for all that you have done. Thank you. Thank you, God, because you delivered us from the pit of hell. You delivered us from, from sickness. You delivered us from habits. You delivered us from addiction. We are grateful, Father. You delivered us from cursing. We're grateful, Father. We got a roof over our head. We're grateful, Father. 
Some of us drove here to the building on today. We're grateful, Father. We may not have all that we want to have, but we still say that we are grateful for all the things that you have done. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. I felt that just being grateful on today. Just being grateful. Sometimes we can always look for things and and look for things to be sad or to be um, not grateful for. But we got to learn how to just pull out the small thing and tell God I'm grateful. I'm grateful. It may not always be like I want it to be, but God, I'm grateful for what it is right now what it is right now so we praise God for it just have a few announcements as always we ask that you would uh, partner with us in this ministry by partnering with us financially we have several means of giving and one of the main flat platforms that we give to or give by is all you have to do very simple just pull out your phone and text OAWC to 77977. And you'll get a text back and all you need to do is click on that link and it will take you to our giving platform. Any gift of any amount is great. A $10 seed, a $15 seed, $25 seed helps us to continue to do what we do here at Open Altar Worship Center. And we are doing some amazing things. And you'll be seeing a video coming out this week of when we did our outreach. We did our outreach and and souls were saved and, and people were truly, truly blessed. And they were blessed and we were able to go out and and serve, what, 80-some, 85 meals. Um, And then we gave away uh, uh, Thanksgiving baskets, I think 25 Thanksgiving baskets um, to people. And and your sowing and your giving towards us and partnering with us helps us to continue to do that and to reach the community outside of these four walls so we thank you for those who have given and there are those that do watch us and they sow so we thank you for that but we ask that you would continue to sow continue to give praise God um I do invite you to empowerment we call it um empowerment Wednesday or or um momentum Wednesday is what we call it midweek momentum is to we do that on Wednesday nights via Zoom. We've been having some wonderful, wonderful discussions and discussing, talking about studying the Bible for all of its worth, for all of its worth, great worth in it. So we praise God. And if you would like to join us, just put it in the chat box. I would like to join you and we will definitely, definitely um, send you the link um, via Facebook Messenger. So that you can join us via Zoom. I want to get right into the word today. We have been studying um, navigating life seasons. Navigating life seasons. Life seasons. We've been talking about how they're from Ecclesiastes uh, 3 and 1. How it talks about. um, And let me get it so I don't misquote it. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1. It says, to everything there is a season and a time for everything under the sun. For everything there is a season and a time for every activity under the sun. So there is a season. And right now we're in the winter season. Last week I talked about the, um, I talked about the spring season and what takes place and how we plant seeds in the spring and um, some, and, and in order to get a great harvest, sometimes you're going to have to um, uh, uh, pay a little bit more for the harvest and pay a little bit more for the seed. And when, when I was saying that, there's sometimes that we are going to have to go through a little bit more. We're going to have to go through. You may be saying this person over here is not going through the same thing um, that I'm going through, but I want to tell you to much to whom much is given, much is required. 
Um, what is required for me and the things that God wants to place inside of me is not necessarily the same thing that God wants to place inside of you. So my struggle may not be your struggle. My problems may not be your problems. Because God knows and has the plan that has been laid out for each of us. And God says, I know the plan and the purpose that I have for you. So he knows our plan and he knows the purpose. And so uh, we have to learn to flow with God. And so today, what I want to talk about, I want to talk to you about um, the summer season. The summer season. And the summer season is a time for working. The summer season is a time for working. That which has been planted in the spring, you then have to go out. Because you remember I talked about the seeds that's planted. And when the seeds get planted, um, there are sometimes there are some weeds that may come up along with the seeds that get planted. Remember what I was talking about? The, the weeds. And, and so when, when you see the weeds coming up, sometimes you're going to have to till the ground. Sometimes you're going to have to pull up those weeds. Sometimes you're going to have to look at, okay, whether this is a, 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 a plant, something that I planted, or something that has come up on its own. Even just, for instance, like when you plant grass, you have to Give it fertilizer, and when you fertilize it, it's not only fertilizing the grass seed, but it is also fertilizing the weeds that are already in the ground and already uh, growing along with the the grass. And so um, when we think of summer, summer is hot. Summer can be dry. There's times that we can go long times without rain. And if you stay out in the sun too long, you can get sunburned. So the, the sun can be a benefit, but then again, the sun can be a, a, a detriment or a, a problem for us. And so we have to learn how to navigate the summer season. Um, let me, let's turn to Proverbs 30 and 25. Proverbs 30 and 25. Proverbs 30 and 25. Just one verse. Proverbs 30 and 25 says, I'm going to go to uh, verse 4, and then I'm going to go back to 25. It says, verse 24 says, there are four things on earth that are small. They're what? They're small, but unusually wise. And verse 25 says, ants. They aren't strong. But they store up food all summer long. They store up food all summer long. Why? It's because in verse 24, it says that the ant, there are four things, four animals, four things that are small, but they're unusually wise. And so what I want to kind of talk to you today about to illustrate um, uh, what we should be doing in the summertime is going to be coming from um, studying an ant. I'm going to talk about ants today. Is that okay with you guys? Because we can learn a lot from ants. Um, in the wintertime, ants go into a hibernation. You don't see many ants uh, uh, moving and scurrying around. Why? Because they have gone deep down in the ground. They work during the summertime. You normally start seeing ants come out in the springtime, and, and then they are really, really moving in the summer. They're moving in the summer because they are preparing for the next season. They're preparing for the next season. And um, I, when I was studying ants, it says that ants live and work together in teams, in huge colonies. Um, Pastor Robin and I had a house, and um, it was over in the west, not in the West Branch area, but over off of 664. And I woke up one morning, and I went to go get something out of the pantry. And all of a sudden, everything in the pantry was moving. And I'm like, what in the world? Pastor Robert was gone away to some training during that time. And I shut the pantry back. And I'm like, what in the world? And then I looked, and there was a trail of ants 
that were just going into the, no, they weren't even going into the pantry. They were coming through the cracks of the pantry. So I opened up the pantry again to see, is this really, I mean, ants were everywhere. 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 I called Pastor Robert and I said, you got to come home tonight. I'm not dealing with this. So he came home and he sprayed. The story didn't end there. Ants were are resilient. Ants are tenacious. Ants don't give up. Ants learn to go and find where the source of food is. They learn to, to, to not only just, uh, when I was studying ants, one ant can go and find food, and then when they go back to the nest, they literally have left an invisible trail to where the food source is and the rest and they will go back and tell the rest of the colony to come on I know where the food source is and so what happens is they bring their mothers they bring not the mothers but they bring all of the worker ants with them so that they can get the food another story about ants me and Pastor Robert I can tell you some stories he had made some brownies and I love these brownies you remember that Pastor Robert I, he had made some brownies and they had walnuts in them and I love brownies with walnuts and, and, and we had put them out on the stove nice and hot and I got I love a hot brownie and he had put so overnight what we did was we put some saran wrap over the dish that was on the, and left them on the stove and so the glass top stove was, was black and the brownies were sitting up there so the next day I went to go get a brownie and the brownies moved oh. the brownies began to move why because the ants had found the source they had found the food and not only did one find it but they brought everybody else it was a total waste what am I trying to say? I'm saying that ants learn to stick together. They learn to work together. They learn to move together. They learn to do what they need to do together. And so in the summertime, they come together and they work. They come together and they work. And when I was studying ants, ants in the colony, you have what you call the queen ant. The queen ant stays in the colony. The queen ant is the one that, that bears the babies. The queen ant is the one that sits there and takes care of all of the larva, the new larva. The worker, there are what you call worker ants. Those are the ants that you see that are moving around. They're the ones that's doing the work. But then there are what you call drones. Drones are the ones that have the wings. And they're the ones that take up and they fly and they make new colonies. The drones are the male ants that will go and literally produce a new colony. What am I saying? That when we get in our place, God has called each and every one of us to a job. He's called each and every one of us to work. And each and every one of us has a position to play. Every last one of us have a job to do. And if one of us, one of us stops doing our job, that breaks up the chain. You ever seen it where it, and I'm, I just, I'm just fascinated. Sometimes how you have a line of ants and you'll put your finger and they'll go around it. Or either they'll go over it. Because they know how to get around obstacles. And I'm, and, and I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, they know how to get around obstacles. They know how to, to deal with heavy things. And, and um, I, 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 I was looking at something one day, and I was looking at the ground, and a leaf was moving. I'm like, what in the world? The leaf is moving. But then when I examined it closer, it was an ant that had a piece of the leaf. And the ant was moving with the leaf. What? With the ant, an ant can lift. 50 times their own weight. 50 times their own weight. That's equivalent to us being able to go out and lift our car up over our head. 50 times their own weight. They are superhuman. They are they're not superhuman, but they are, they are strong. They are super. And, and in that, when I was looking at what an ant is able to carry, 
It is 50 times their weight. But yet when we have problems, when we have situations upon us, we can't even carry the load that we're supposed to carry. We give up. We turn away. We say it's too heavy. But the Bible says that he has not placed any more on us than what we can bear. What we can bear. But then not only that, ants have super hearing. And that's how they really interact with the, 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 the environment around them. And when I was thinking about the hearing of the ant, they listen. They take time to discern what is going on around them. And we as Christians need to take time to discern what is around us. Remember that I'm talking about how the ant works. When we are to do the work that we need to do, we need to be in tune with God so we know what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. When to stop moving, when to not move, when to move forward, when to stop. We have to learn to tune our ears in to the Father so that he can give us the proper directions and stop moving ahead of him, stop moving in our flesh, stop moving out of impulse. But when we dig into saying, God, what are you saying right now? We will learn to be in step and in tune with him in the work that he's called for us to do. Not only do ants, are ants able to lift 50 times their weight, but ants carry power. And how well do I know that? How well do I know that? I was outside one day doing some, some, some work in the flower bed. And me being curious like I was, I saw this nice little mound that was kind of big above the ground. And I stuck a stick in it. And whew, out come a splur, a, a rush of ants. I was like, hmm. And they went all the way up the column of the house. And I was like, okay. And then they went back. And I went in for five minutes. I was like, well, whatever. And they went back down. So I said, I'm just curious, what kind of ants are these? I stuck the stick in it again and whew, out came the ants. But this time, the ants said, you ain't going to play with us no more. One of the ants crawled up the stick and bit me. It was a fire ant. When I tell you the power and the venom from that ant, that thing hurt for weeks. Just one sting from one ant hurt from one, from one ant. It hurt for weeks. Anybody ever been stung by a fire ant? Oh, my God. I've heard of stories to where people have actually died and, and stumbled over. Uh, 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 I was watching the National Geographic channel and a man was mowing grass and his, his tractor fell into the mound of, uh, uh, of a fire ant mound. And he couldn't get away fast enough. And when his wife came home, they found him dead because of the power of the ant. They worked together and they carried much power. When we work together, we are able to carry power. We are powerful. We are able to move obstacles. We are able to bring down things. We are able to move situations. When we bind together, when we begin to work together, we carry much power. Praise God. So let's look at um, John 9 and 1. And the first thing that I wanted to say before I go there is that we were created to work. The ant is created to work in the summertime. The ant is not lazy during the summertime. We were created to work. How do I know that? Because Genesis 1 and 27 says that God made human beings. He made them to work. Let me turn to that real quick because I want to just read it to you. Genesis 1 and 27, it says that, so God created humans, human beings in his own image. And in the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. 
And then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. That's work. Would y'all agree that that's work? That is work to govern. To do, God put us here on earth to work and to do what needs to be done. So let's look at John 9, 1 and 4. John 9, 1 and 4. John 9, 1 and 4 says, and Jesus, verse 1, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation Bible. And it says, and Jesus was walking along. He saw a man who had been blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciples asked him, why was the man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? And then it said, verse 3, it says, it was not because of his sins or his parents' sins. Jesus answered, this happened so the power of God could be seen in him. And verse 4, this is what I really want to get to. We must quickly carry out the task assigned us by the one who sent us. Who sent us? By the one who sent us. The night is coming and then no one can work. The word of God says that nobody comes into being except God says so. We may think that the mother and the father come together and then boom, this is no, but no God. The Bible says that no man can take life. No man can give life and no man can take life. It is God who is the giver of all life. So he gives us life and he says that he gives us life so that we may work. It's not for our own pleasure, but it is for him to work. Listen, when I talked about weeds, when I said in the summertime we experience some weeds, we, there are things uh, that come up out of the ground, um, and I started thinking about weeds. Weeds can be any type of obstacle or experience or disappointment or, or tiredness that we may feel. It can be, uh, uh, it can be uh, 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 losing a loved one. That's a disappointment. That's a hurt. That's a pain. That's, a, that's something that troubles us. Anything that troubles us, anything that, that seems to try to block our way is a weed. And we need to learn how to get the weed out. And, and the way we get the weed out is we're going to have to deal with the root of the problem. What is the root of the problem? We're looking sometimes at people's attitudes. We're looking at sometimes people or uh, uh, looking at ourselves and I'm saying, I don't like the way that I'm doing. I don't like what I'm doing, the, 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 the habit or, or uh, the addiction or whatever it may be. It's a weed trying to block you from what God is calling for you to do. And I'm going to make it plain here in a minute. I'm going to make it plain. God has created us for work. Everybody that's walking the face of this earth is created for a specific purpose. It's created for a job. Whether you want to accept the assignment or not, you cannot take on somebody else's assignment or look at somebody else's work and say, I want to do their work. No, every, remember what I said with the ant? Every ant has a purpose. Every ant has an assignment. I cannot do what Dr. Dorothy over there do with, with finances. I can't do the accounting. I cannot do the bookkeeping. As a matter of fact, for my own business, I call her and say what do I do because she has the knowledge that is that is the work that God has called for her to do and in the in the in the kingdom of God he has positioned us and he has called each and every one of us to an assignment he's called each and every one of us with a job to do and in the summertime, and I really feel like that this is summer. It may seem like winter or fall, but I really believe that this is a spiritual summer. This is a time for people really to go to work. 
It's a time to really lean into God and hear what God is saying. And in order to impact the community around us, in order to impact those that are, are, are with and that are connected with you, that's work. People, there are people that you can touch that I cannot touch. There are people that you can influence that I cannot influence. And so when the weeds come, when the troubles come, when the tiredness comes, when the I, I, I don't feel appreciated feelings come, then you must learn to push that weed back and encourage yourself. Do like the Bible says. David said, I encourage myself in the Lord. Let's turn to Romans 5, 3, and 5. And I'm, you may not have that, Brother Corey. But Romans 3, 5, 3, and 5 says, the troubles that we go through serve a purpose. It says that number verse 5, three, uh, verse 3, it says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. Not if you, but we are going to run into some problems. If when The moment that you began to set your mind to do what call, God called you to do, the moment that you set your mind and set your determination that this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to finally do what God has called for me to do. I'm going to step out and do what God has called for me to do. It's like you can rejoice. Yes, I'm going to do it. When we get out there and like Lord I'm going to do it Lord I'm happy God I'm praising you for the way that you made but then it says when when, when we run into problems and trials but we can rejoice in the fact that when we run into them we know that they are going to help to develop us they're going to develop us Develop some endurance. We're not going to be so quick and so easy to get upset. We're not going to be so quick and easy to get into our feelings. We're not going to be so quick and easy to start blaming everybody else for what happened like the disciples did. The disciples said, Jesus, who sinned, the mother or the father? Jesus said, nobody. nobody. Didn't nobody sin, but this came so that I could get the glory. This came. So what we go through when we're working, when we finally decide, when we say, look, for God I live and for God I die. God, I'm tired of living for myself. I'm tired of not walking in what you have called for me to do. When we began to do that, there is going to be adversity that comes, but it's going to be there to develop us. And it says, verse 4, and it says, endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confidence, hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. We're not going to be disappointed when we continually walk forward. For it says, for we know how dearly God loves us. Everything that we go through, believe it or not, God knows about it. Whether we think God doesn't or not, he knows about it. He knows about it. Some things we got ourselves into. <laughs> Just being real because of our bad decisions. Because of our inability to not say something. We get ourselves into things. But even those things that we get ourselves into, God is still sovereign. God is still loving. And he will be right there with us and say, I got you. As long as you turn yourself to God and say, God, I made a bad mistake. God, I, I should never have even said this. I should never have even done this. But God says, there's my daughter right there. I'm going to make it turn around for her good. Come on, y'all. It's time to go to work. It is time to go to work. If you're watching me via live stream, it's time to go to work. And I'm not talking about going to punch a clock, but I, it's time to be about our father's business. Our father's business. Listen to this. When the ant faces adversity, and I want you to show that slide, Sister Holly. You're not going to be able to see it, watch it, those who are watching me via live stream. But when ants face adversity, and this is, I'm talking about fire ants. 
fire ants learn to push through and work with whatever the summer brings so that they can provide an abundance of harvest so that they can in turn produce more of them. They push through adversity. Um, and I, I, I pulled up the fire ants. Why? Because when the fire ants face adversity and this, uh, when the fire ants face a flood, they literally uh, 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 create a floating platform by spreading their legs out. And then the other ants begin to pile on. So you got some who are on the bottom, some who are on the middle, some and layer themselves to create a floating platform. And then up on the top, they have the queens. They have the ones that are bearing the babies. So that, that on the picture behind me, you see ones that looks like they have wings. Those are the ones that are literally uh, 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 above everybody else. And they are literally creating a platform to support someone else. What are you doing with your life? What are you doing? Who are you connected with that you can help a brother or sister out? When they feel like they're falling, do you try to get up under them and lift them up? Do you try to get up under them and encourage them? Do you try to let them know that this is going to be, this is what I'm saying. The fire ants learn to encourage and build up when adversity comes. When adversity comes in all, and it's going to hit us, I said trouble is going to come. There are some that support and there are some that need support. Are you a supporter or are you always one that needs support? At some particular point, we ought to be growing uh, 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 spiritually enough to say that I'm going to lift up. There are situations that each and every one of us have gone through in our life. And God took us through that so that we can in turn minister and be a blessing to someone else. So that we can in turn go and help somebody else through what we have gone through. Would y'all agree with that? There's things that I have gone through and talking about the wisdom that I gained from that particular experience. It was not comfortable at the time that I went through it. But if I kept on pushing because I knew that God had a work for me to do, I knew that God had his hands on me. I didn't give up because God had given me a glimpse of what he could do in me and he needed me. I said, I got to push through because others are connected to me. And so when we go back to the blind, it says that the disciples said, who did something wrong? Was it his mother or his father? Every time we go through something, we don't need to think. And, and people in the world have a tendency to think, well, what did they do wrong? Am I right? What didn't they do? You know, or, 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 or you know, they're trying to figure out why you're going through what you're going through. But let me tell you something. We must develop an understanding and an awareness of the very fact that all good will be attacked. We could be walking in the will of God, but we're going to be attacked. Why? Because the enemy does not want you to walk out the purposes and the plan that God has for your life. He does not want you to work the work that he has placed within your hand. With, the, with Jesus healing the blind boy, he said that this came about because my glory needed to be revealed. My glory needed to be revealed. And I thought about this. We must learn to shift our mind away from the cause of our problems and learn to shift it towards the purpose. God, what is this purpose? What's the purpose of this that's in my life? What's the purpose? Why? Uh, 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 what are you trying to develop in me? Because you remember what I said? That everything to, to everything there is a season and a time for every purpose. Time. This trouble is not going to last always. It's going to serve its purpose in your life and then it's going to move on. But you can you make that determination of whether it's going to stay or whether it's going to move on. If I can give you anything from what I'm saying today, I didn't have points, but I wanted to kind of just share with you 
that I feel a deep burning in my spirit that it's time for us to go to work. It's time for us to go to work. Well, God, I don't know enough. I don't know enough. Let me not say I don't. I don't know enough. But God said, I know that. (laughs) Just make yourself available. Work. Proverbs 14 and 23 says, work brings profit. Work brings profit. But mere talk brings poverty. Poverty of spirit. Why is God going to bless you with more and you're not doing anything with what he's already given you? Why is it? Why? Why? He even said that to the lazy servants. You lazy and slow for servant. Even if you would have took my money and put it in the bank so it could gain interest, but you went and did nothing with it. God has invested much in us. And it's time for us to go to work. It's time to go to work. Let's just stand to our feet as the music is playing softly. It's time to go to work, y'all. Whatever you're going through, it's okay. Don't stop working. Let me ask you something. And I've gotten them on my job. Anybody ever worked and got a bad performance evaluation? Anybody? Or just me? Or a bad performance review? But the performance review came so that when the yearly evaluation came, that you could correct the deficiencies that were shown during the performance review. But just because they said that you had some room for improvement, did that make you walk off your job? Did it make you say, I'm not going to do anything else? No. What it did was, it showed you where you needed to make some adjustments. Where you needed to make some corrections. And then after you made those corrections and the yearly performance review came around, you ended up getting a bonus. Because what they told you may not have been feeling good to you, but you made the necessary adjustments that when the yearly time came around, You got an outstanding evaluation. Don't give up working. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. I'm a firm believer. The way that we're doing church and the way that church is going to be going forward is not going to be the same. It's not, y'all. It's not about four walls. It's not about how many seats are filled in the sanctuary. It's how many lives and hearts are changed. And the only way that it's going to be that way is that we have to be like the ants. Stick together. Go to work. Get busy. Because there's going to be a time. There's a beginning. There's a middle. And there's an end. And there's going to be a time. That we are not going to have any more time to work. That's heavy in my spirit. I heard the Lord say again that.
Give me a mic. Redeem the time. Redeem the time. For the days are evil. Redeem the time. What does it mean, redeem the time? It means to get busy. It means to get busy, thank you. It means to get busy with what the Father has called for you to do. Stop making excuses. An aunt is not slowful, but an aunt is busy. Souls need to be saved, people need to be touched. And if you're watching me via live stream, let's just bow our heads because we all are going to commit this day that we're going to get busy for God. Father, first of all, if somebody is watching me via live stream and you're like Pastor Wendy, I've strayed away. I know God had his hand on me. But the adversity and the trouble got to me and I just strayed away. I walked away. You can recommit yourself today. You can recommit yourself to God. Or if you're saying, look, you know, I don't even, I I ain't even part of this thing. And you want to give your life to Christ. You can do that today. And all you have to do in the chat box is just say, I want to recommit. In our post, we have a link to where you can send us a contact. Click on that link, the contact link, and say, I want to recommit today. Say, I want to give my life. I I want to make a decision to make him my Lord and Savior on today. Send us that note. And we're going to reach out to you. We're going to agree with you in prayer. And you can do it right now just by saying, Lord Jesus, I give my life to you. I believe that you died on the cross. I believe that you rose again. I believe that you're sitting on the right hand side of the Father. And I give my life to you on today. Forgive me for all of my sins and I commit my life to you. And I believe that you are my father. And I receive it today. I make a commitment to live for you today. It's just that easy. And all you have to do is say Jesus is my Lord right now. And those of you who are watching me and you know that God has called you. You know that God's hand is on you. But you've been sitting at home. And some of us, the truth be told, been using COVID as an excuse. Stop using COVID as an excuse to do what God has called for you to do. Those of you who are in the building... just want you to recommit your hands recommit to what God has given you say God I commit myself to doing all that you call for me to do say it out of your mouth in the building can you say that with me God I commit myself to do all that you have called for me to do I'm committed God I'm committed to go to work And then God make me restless that I not stop, that I not sit still until I've done all that you've called for me to do. To all the work that you place within my hands that you have called and that I do it, Father. Because each and every one of us have been called to a specific task. Everybody can't be the hands. Everybody can't be the feet. Everybody can't be the eyes, the mouth, the nose, the ears. We all have a specific purpose. 
And so it's time to go to work. It's time to go to work. Come on, say it's time to go to work. It's time to go to work. It's time to go to work. Can you say that with me? It's time to go to work. Say, I'm going to work. I command myself, I'm going to work. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to do what you told me to do, God. I'm not going to get frustrated. I'm not going to get let disappointment come in my way, but I'm determined. I'm determined, God, to do what you're called for me to do because lives are at stake. So I thank you, who is for all those who are listening to me via live stream and all of those who are in the building with me. I thank you, God, because we are going to go to work. We're going to do what it is, what we need to do, God, to be your mouth, to be your feet, to be your eyes, to be everything that you need for us to be so that we can go out and impact the kingdom, to build the kingdom of God, to build this kingdom that you have called for us to build. God, you're not going to come down, but you want us to be used by you for the Holy Spirit to flow through us to go out and do what you've called for us to do. So we commit ourselves to do it on today. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Come on let's just clap our hands. Say God I thank you for giving me another opportunity. God I thank you for giving me another opportunity. I thank you God for giving me another opportunity to go to work. Thank you for rehiring me. 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 Come on, say thank you for rehiring me. Come on, say thank you for rehiring me. Oh, God. Woo! Woo! Jesus. We thank you for watching us via live stream on today. And if this word spoke to you, just send us a note. We invite you again on Wednesday and then again on next Sunday at 10 o'clock. Come on, those in the building. Come on, let's just give God some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What we're doing is we're praising God. Hallelujah. For the work that's going to be done. We're praising.